0: The best Halloween I ever had in high school was the year after the worst Halloween that I ever had in high school. And the scene for both years was almost the exact same place, in the mountains, a few minutes' drive to the south of my hometown. Not the mountain directly to the south, but the one across the valley and just beyond that one called Muddy Mountain. I had gone up on the mountain the bad Halloween with a guy named Jay was kind of my boyfriend in that I would drive over to his house sometimes and we would make out in his room with oingo boingo on the stereo and then I would go home occasionally urged on by the phrase I'm going to skateboard now so you have to leave Jay was pierced at a time when no one was and had a series of tattoos he had given himself and he was two years older than me so I was convinced of and intimidated by his badassness and put up with things that I wouldn't have a few years or even a few months later. That Halloween, Jay and I drove up and over to Muddy and sat in an empty campsite that had a meadow sloping down one side and a grove of trees behind it and another meadow beyond that. It was isolated. He had to drive on a dirt and gravel road to get there and then hike in. And it was frankly scary even in the daytime as everything was placed in this sort of eerie, symmetrical, ceremonial fashion. Jay lit a fire and we tried to set candles up along a tiny cave indent in a boulder, but the wind was really strong. It was actually freezing, being almost November. Jay, the whole drive up and the whole time there, had been telling me stories in dry, serious tones about all the terrible, true, supernatural things that happened in that very area we were going to slash sitting in, involving the restless spirits of wrongly displaced Indians, not yet Native Americans, evil forces that lived inside trees and slowly advanced on you, usually via the roots getting really, really long until it was too late, and then they wound their roots and branches around you from behind, and our own enduring mythological creature which many people in our area including my dad claimed to have seen a ghostly panther that walked upright on two disproportionately long hind legs like a man. My contribution to these stories was mainly the phrase shut up Jay but I actually thought it was kind of romantic in this too young and stupid to know better masochistic way overlapping the pounding heart of fear with excitement same for the shivering. Any passionate illusions were broken, however, when Jay went up to get something from the car and I heard the car fire up and then I heard it back up and then pull forward and then, yes, drive away, a story all my friends and family have heard 1,000 times and will continue to hear until such time as I get over the experience, which I predict to be circa never. Suffice to say, Jay eventually came back and our relationship lasted just long enough for me to get home and I never spoke to him again but I spoke about him plenty, and today it's only with reluctance I can listen to Oingo Boingo without the negative connotations. Plus if you asked me for the title of any song I could tell you did man's party and that's about it. I did see Jay around many times after that though, as it was a small town, and in fact the closest I got to him was that very next Halloween, in almost the exact same spot. I was taken there this year by my friend Triss remember that year. Tris was also older and part of the same crowd as Jay and even though she had known him forever and she and I had only been friends a short time, like the rare and glorious gorgeous girlfriends do, she refused to talk to him after she learned of his October escapade. Tris and I didn't know each other that long. She was a senior and left before the end of the school year. That Halloween was probably the very peak of our short friendship and we spent it first at the mall getting freaked out by all the babies dressed up. And then we went back to Triss's house and watched The Exorcist, and then nine and a half weeks, and then Pink Floyd's The Wall, by which time we were legally insane and had eaten her family's entire allotment of trick-or-treat candy. We were not high, by the way. Around Triss, believe me, you needed your faculties intact. Towards the end of the last movie, Triss's mom came downstairs wearing a black judge's robe. You women may want to move out of the basement, she cooed. We're going to be starting the seance upstairs, and a lot of times the energies like to rise up through the cellar, and I haven't cast a protective circle around either of you. We'll chance it, Ma, said Triss. Suit yourself, chirped Triss's mom. Did you want to say hello to your great-grandma? It's perhaps not necessary to point out that great-grandma was not upstairs. So is your mom into, um... Witchcraft, I asked Triss, when all in all the last brick was put back in the wall. Not this month, said Triss. She went to a tarot reader a little while back and the tarot lady told my mom that she had the potential to be a psychic herself and my mom bought into it 100% so now she's all into this communing with the spirit world. You know who is all into being a witch these days too? Your boy Jay. He's not, I said. Oh, he is, said Triss, her eyes sparkling. He and Dan and Lazy Eye Seth read some book or some movie and he got all into it. And now it's in their heads that they're going to be this band of warlocks and they're going to summon powers untold to make them fearsome lords of southeastern Wyoming or some such crap. But the thing is, of course, none of them have the attention span of a fruit fly. So they're just making stuff up as they go. And each one is pretending like he's an expert in the dark arts. You should see the three of them once they get going. It's hysterical. Sometimes Gil whacked-out brother from the college tags along with them and brings all his D and D stuff, and he tries to tell them that it's sacred artifacts he got from a shaman. But mainly, it's just those three guys. Hey, Tris added, sitting forward in her armchair. You know what? They've been planning this huge thing for tonight for like weeks. I know exactly where they're going to be. We should go up there. Oh no! I said no, 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 no. Okay. Okay, yes. Yes. Yes, totally. Yes. Let's go. Oh, we're going to go, said Tris, but we have to wait until dark. Maybe not even as a very small child getting ready for trick-or-treating was getting prepared for a Halloween night so much anticipatory fun. Triss and I went into her closet and picked out layers and layers of all black clothes to wear. Not difficult. That was her wardrobe anyway. Then we combed her entire house, looking for certain implements we wanted to take with us, such as smoke bombs, flashlights, and a megaphone. We narrowed the list down from the ideal to the feasible. Triss's mom and the assorted seancers she had gathered upstairs began shrieking at us that we were disturbing the precarious astral plane. So we took off and we drove around in Triss's car until it got dark enough and late enough. And then we headed up the mountain and over to Muddy. The roads were totally dark and there was winding and different roads and different smaller roads and other turns. But, oh my God, I said as we got closer still. This is, we're going, we're going to the same spot Jay stranded me in last year. Anna, that doesn't surprise me at all, said Tris. She pulled off into a campsite. We should walk in from here, she said. So we hadn't managed to find smoke bombs or a megaphone or flashlights, but we did have a roll of red paper cap gun caps and a deck of cards-sized pack of birthday candles. We didn't need them for light, it turned out. The Halloween sky was wide and clear, and the moon was shining on the meadow, and we just stuck to the trees around the perimeter and tried to be as silent as possible and listen for the sound of talking tattooed teenage warlocks. Hold on, I said to Triss. This is the site we went to. I remember this rock completely. And the other meadow, through those trees, this is totally it. Oh yeah, said Tris. This is it. We just beat them here. I'm 100%. This is where they're coming. We'll just wait. And after much discussion, and we were two teenage girls, so much giggling, we decided against climbing a tree or crouching behind the main boulder or leaving fake evidence of witchcraft in the form of creepily placed rocks and sticks and etchings in the dirt, and decided to lay flat in the tall grass of the meadow on the side of the site opposite the road, the road where a car would have to come up. Many, many scary noises present themselves when you lie perfectly still and quiet in the grass, under the moonlight, in the wilderness, even when it's not Halloween. So we had ourselves worked up into a nice, frothy, barely-able-to-keep-silent gasping, cracking up, Tizzy, by the time we heard a car coming closer. The car stopped some ways away, and then we heard voices coming closer. Oh my, God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, let's run, I told Triss. No, no, shut up, she said. At this point, neither of us could even look at each other without cracking up, and we were determined to be as silent as we could and absolutely not be heard by the warlocks. So occasionally... When we felt a laugh attack coming on, we would, one of us or the other, occasionally have to log roll very quickly and very quietly away from the other one, compose ourselves, and then quietly and quickly log roll back. So after some of this, we had a wide stretch of flat grass on both sides of us, like two deer bedding down for the night. We were quiet long enough to try to make out the voices and determine that one of them was indeed for sure Jay. Then there was mainly the sound of beers popping and moving around as the guys looked for wood to start a fire. "'Oh, my God,' I hissed to Triss. "'They're going to come here for wood. "'They're going to come over here for wood. "'It's okay if they do,' Triss said. "'Because I'm going to get them with this.' And she held up, just an inch from my face, one birthday cake candle broken in half and dangling limply on its own wick. "'Speaking of wood,' she said, does this remind you of Jay? So I quickly, quickly had to roll about five yards as quietly as I could getting dirt and grass and weeds in my mouth, which helped me to not laugh audibly. When I finally log rolled back, the guys were all arguing. They heard an owl, explained Tris, and now Jay's freaking out. I don't know if that's Dan with them, but I definitely heard lazy eye Seth. Oh my God, I totally have to pee. Shh, I told her. It was six times, Jay was saying. I think it was six. If you'd shut up for one second, I could have heard if it was six. And if it was, we've got to get out of here because that's the omen of death, man. It's not, said Lazy I Seth. You're thinking of crows and it's not how many times they call out. It's how many crows there are. It's one. No, wait. If if it, If there's a crow on your left, it's good luck. It's bad luck if there's one on your right. If it's flying from the left to the right it's good luck or if it's just sitting on the right shut up said jay it's one owl hoot sorrow two is mirth three something something for a birth five something six death seven heaven eight hell nine the devil something smell mirth birth death repeated Seth. oh yeah that really makes sense and dude it's not owls it's crows it's not crows or owls it's what do you call it it's it's ravens said the third warlock no it's it's the thing that's like a raven it's maggie it's maggie something magpie and also the poem you're doing is not right either it's one's bad two's luck three is health four's wealth five sickness six death see see death shouted jay yeah but said seth whoop said the owl seven that was seven said seth or that made six shouted jay if you had just shut the frick up i would know Maybe it has to be in a row, guessed the third guy. So he'd be starting over, so that would be like one. Which is bad luck, said Jay. I'm out of here. Seriously, guys, if this a sign their spirit's about, they want us out of here. I've got bad spirits that want out of my bladder, Triss whispered to me, which is when I snorted and didn't roll in time. And I snorted loudly, but not so loud as to be a unmistakably girl human voice all of the warlock voices fell immediately silent roll roll Tris hissed and we began blindly maniacally rolling to the left that being the good luck side or the bad luck side being irrelevant and then we were up and running all in black darting around the trees and I don't know if the three brave bird fellows ever started following us or ran away or not but Tris suddenly gasped behind me rock stop and stopped running "'scooped something up and began banging at a tree, "'which in turn let out a ricochet of gunfire "'as Tris was holding the row of caps against the trunk "'and was banging a stone against them wildly. "'Immediately, bravely, I curled up tight "'into the fetal position on the forest floor. "'Moments later, I heard the same exact sound "'I had heard one year previous, "'that of Jay's car firing up, backing up, and peeling away. "'It was some time before... Our legs were strong enough to take us back to Triss's car. Plus, frankly, we were sure the guys were not going to come back. Do you know what? said Triss as we were winding down the last curve towards the city lights mapped out like so many more birthday candles. I bet they left all their beer. One is sorrow, two is fear. Three little shits with no more beer, I said, and we laughed until our temples ached and we drove straight home as the crow flies.